What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast for movies that have been rebooted, remade, sequelized, or just done again. I always breathe like there's going to be more adjectives that come to my mind. There aren't. <laughs> They've been done before. Yeah. As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz. With me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And Zane Guzelderly. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Yes. To talk about the <laughs> hit. Film, the hit franchise, both critically. Let's let's talk and, about the franchise and financially. Yeah, Men in Black International, the fourth in the Men in Black franchise, a franchise that you know you got to give some credit to for a time of oversaturation, and there's so many of them, and it never ends. You get one of these five, ten years in yeah, between. Yeah, they take some time between each one of them. It's that's nice. Yeah, that's you know you it's could, just long enough for the new execs to in Sony to like you know switch out and yeah. the new guys come in and like, like, hey, what was the last thing that made money? Do we have any IPs that were not? Can we call Will Smith? Oh, we can't? Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Who's relevant? I don't know. Did you guys see this film called Thor Ragnarok? You know, let's throw money at this. You know, that Hemsworth guy, he did Ghostbusters. He was great great in Ghostbusters. He was great. They've got great chemistry together. Let's give that guy a comedic lead in a beloved franchise that is now spanned globally. We'll get some other stars in there, some problematic ones like uh, Liam Neeson. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get someone really hot like Tessa Thompson. She'll be the co-lead. Yeah. You know, and then we'll just throw money at like Rebecca Ferguson and and uh, whoever reasons. else to just show up. Yeah. Because that's what we're doing, right? We can't fail. It'll work. It'll work. I don't like this movie. Oh, fuck this movie, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't like to just come on your show and just start swearing, but it's like, damn it, Sony. How many times do we have to have this conversation? This movie has a lot of issues. I don't I don't hate it nearly as much as either of the two of you, but this I am not a This is a waste of time. That's, money in space. Yeah, Anybody it's, it's, it's who likes this movie, movie is wrong. This movie did not need to happen. Um, and I feel like my biggest thing walking away is like there are parts of it that I'm like, okay, that's cool. Mainly the two of them. I can watch the two of them kind of do anything. Chris Hemsworth Except and Except for this Thompson. movie. Right, but they, it's like it just shows that they just can't do it alone. Correct. They need to have some type of help. And I walked out saying, oh, they were attempting to genre change in the middle of this movie, but had their foot still in some of the stuff that Men in Black, the original trilogy did. And it was like, let's be a Mission Impossible spy film and did neither of them. So it's like, well, what the fuck is this movie? It's like a hodgepodge of stuff. None of it's funny. None of it is funny. When they try to do comedy, it's bad. It's, it does not work. Some of the stuff that looks good is like the new effects, some of the new aliens. This is one of the better villains that they've ever had. It's just a waste of time because it's so utterly boring. For about the first hour of this film, I took about two 10-minute naps in the, in the middle. Really? You knocked yeah. off? Yeah. And I, and I caught myself the first time. I was like, oh, no, wait. I'm in this. I'm in, I'm in this. It wasn't until K- Kamal Najiani's character came on screen that I was like, okay, now I'm kind of oh in. Oh, you God. mean Kazoo the, the yeah. alien? The, the, real, yeah. the real money suck of the, the movie. Oh, yeah. Trying to animate this stupid, yeah. annoying Jar Jar Binks. That that they yeah. do give a complete like oh we need him for this to pull her from this right and like the you know I'm being, I'm redacting yeah. for spoilers, for spoilers here yeah. it doesn't really matter yeah. but that's the thing as I said to Blake I'm like you know 30 minutes into him being on screening <laughs> sorry that's my cell phone yeah. that's totally unprofessional <laughs> uh, 30 minutes into this film he just starts melting 
He looks like a, a, a lit candle that's just like his features are running together, the colors are off, and, and he doesn't talk. He's just out of frame when you can or tell, he's in a pocket. I say when you can like, tell them they're bad is, when, is the, there's a whole scene when Tesla's running through and that he's yes, in the pocket yeah. and there's some scenes when he's not there or when he's like he's looked a little bit to off. Point, you think that it's just the two of them. Yeah. And then he's like, guys, that was crazy, right? I have to acknowledge what just happened because I am because also I in am the scene. Here. <laughs> they paid me so much money to get in a recording booth and this yeah. is going to sell the movie. Remember, it's a formula. It's going to all work out. Yeah, I, I think when you take a f- series, like the Men in Black original trilogy, even though I think two is a bad movie. I see, for me, this is a fourth. This is just a continuation that, like, we can bring other characters. I got a separate. K are still working I, in New I York. agree with that. That still exists. And kind of the same way with some, I guess some other sequels do that, too, where they're like, we, we have paid homage to those characters. Yeah, so we have it this exists. Painting. Right. Oh, yes. Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because there's only that, been. In the history of Men in Black, which now goes all the way back to Ellis Island, oh, there, there, have, there's only four. there have only been two instances yeah. worth painting and hanging yeah, up in Nothing our else wall, has happened in this history. Which would be like if in S.H.I.E.L.D., Nick Fury was like, remember Iron Man and yeah. also Endgame? Yeah. It just erased everything else. Yeah, it's... I think for me, the biggest thing that I walked out is that there was no... The Men in Black original trilogies, I'm separating them because I do think this is different enough because this feels like a almost a spy thriller as opposed to a comedy. Those sure. movies are sci-fi comedies. This tries more to be a sci-fi action. It fails at it, but that's what it tries to be. But I, there's a lot more quirk, quirkiness and heart and style to those original trilogies. Barry Sonnenfeld it kind of injects his own voice into this where this feels a lot hollow where it's like, we'll take some of the aesthetics of the men in black skins, but we won't use like the the heart or the, the whimsy that some of those like there's instances in that men in black because I watched all of them before going As into this. As did we yeah, in we, one we day. I, yeah, in that which had better pacing this and part this three is amazing. Movie. I don't care what anybody says. I love part three. Part three is fantastic. But there are moments like when Will Smith gets hurt, there he's bouncing around like like it's almost like a cartoon and zany. Where this one they try to take that away and make it more when they fall or get hit, it's more weight well, to it. Oh, here's the real thing with all of this. This used to be a scary franchise at the start. It started that the way. The roach, the imagery, the right. alien design, it was unsettling. Yeah. It was Tim Burton-esque. It mm-hmm. was gross at times and not glamorous. Because Sonnefeld just came off of Adam's Family at that. Like, he and, was around right. that point. And, yeah. and it, it didn't really, like, it was not until Men in Black 2 that Blake and I noticed where it was, like, that era and, like, goofiness was just injected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think the that's... The aliens became bird-like and, more, yeah. and way more, like, insect-related that time around. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and two just falls into it's exactly what you said. It's it's goofy. The first one is kind of the end of an era where we weren't really afraid to like scare kids. Afraid, yeah. I think <laughs> a lot about the way my mom talks about the Wizard of Oz and is like those flying monkeys. Is the way I nervous, talk yeah. about the cockroach monster, where you're like he pulls his skin back and it's <laughs> gross. And and was amazing and, in that role. And scary, <laughs> yeah. and weird. Yeah, like, falling apart as we yeah. go along. Very like gross. Very real. Like like you, the details. This is like a Stan Winston creation right. on top of a digital effect mm-hmm. and so like it it kind of like lures you in to be even more afraid of it yeah where you finally see the roach's face and it is a lot more animated you do yeah. not care you do not care no by that point you've and earned what you've earned this movie how old is that movie it still holds yeah, up you've earned that point years. yeah exactly. you've, you've earned that point and like i i part two suffers from also taking the well, wrong ideas of one and heightening those part two suffers like just, this is how we're repeating yeah history in a sick part two suffers from the early thousands tropes do the same thing not even that it falls into this like 
Johnny Knoxville jackass type humor that was popular that I felt oh, like yeah, yeah. every movie franchise had to be like make the stunts stupid and yeah. wacky and goofy and we're gonna make the villain sexy and we're yeah. gonna do this like which was a Ted, huge thing at the time yeah like, from boy just walking around in lingerie we're gonna do this yeah. like Ted Turner thing where the joke is gonna be that she's hot yeah. you have to have scenes where she's like I'm here to be an underwear model think I got the goods yeah. well, she's and she's like a Whopper and, yeah, yeah. and it gives I don't care about that part <laughs> it gives Johnny Knoxville a heart attack yeah and I feel like that was the most generic tropey joke of the thousands where the girl would be hot and like the wolf in the old cartoons would keel over and it would oh, have to be oh, part oh, of the distraction. Yeah. Like now we all have to, she was so hot that he keeled over dead and yeah. we had to save him. It's and it, very vaudeville in a yeah. way. You know? Yeah. Like it just didn't, it's not really working, especially because like I can't really point to anything in the first movie that does that. No. Well, that's because nothing in the late 90s did that. The the late 90s and 80s had this weird, like, roles that were quietly sexy. Like, Ace Ventura was a pet detective who shouldn't get sex, but, like, half of the story is yeah, like, I did Cox it. And, all these women. and even yeah. in the black one, the, the mortician, she, there is something attractive yeah. and sexy about <laughs> yeah. her. Well, and then, I mean, it's Will Smith. Right. Like, he can matter with it. The anyone. 90s <laughs> and the 80s, like, quietly was like, the Ghostbusters fuck, but, like, we're not going to yeah, show it. Right. Yeah, Dan, right, yeah. getting blowjobs yeah. from ghosts. Yeah. So, like, we're just all like, oh, that's one of the perks, I guess. Yeah. And so they had all of these like fake jobs that should, but like they kind of quietly were like, it's cool and sexy. And then in the thousands, they were like, we gotta show them the sex. Put the yeah. boobs out there. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when they paid Halle the Berry to go topless and in, in swordfish, swordfish for no like, reasons, like for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. We stopped kind of being like, you know, Will Smith gets time. the job done. Yeah. to being like, look at the titties. I also want to go back because you're like these Johnny Knoxville jokes for these kids listening. You haven't seen Men in Black Two. He is one of the villains yeah. in Men in Black one, Two. Actually, one point five of the villains. One point five exactly because <laughs> of then, the alien head. I don't want to harp on it too much because it's not why we're here. And I didn't realize it until we rewatched it. Johnny Knoxville's character shows up, does the whole story, and then is just gone. You're right. Yeah. By the time we get to the big climax, he's not a part of that at all. No, no, he just, he just goes away. He just walks away. He has the scene, I think, with Kay, where Kay gets his memory back, and like they knock out the three aliens, and then that character is gone. Sure yeah. Great IMDb trivia that I have. Not I imagine. Yet. I like, imagine. But it goes to show you when they did three that many years later, Will Smith, like he often does in projects, took over in one aspect and demanded the that his trailer yeah. be a double wide. Yeah. More. And that caused a lot of problems in New York. But also that the script be rewritten. And it yeah. was on its fourth draft by the time while they had done 30% of the filming. They had shot everything right. present day. Correct. They had not brought Josh Brolin in and they yeah. had not done the 70s Correct. Yet. And that's when and the that's movie, when the movie they f- And they figured out and what the film is. And when that happens, the movie is dead. It's, it will not oh, yeah. be successful. So by the grace of God, like it worked out. It worked, yeah. And, and it's been years well, since it, we've now made it to I this I think point. it worked out for another similar reason that Men in Black 1 worked out. And then I'll, I'll link this back to exactly I what I want to talk about in the difference of storytelling. But the first Men in Black was kind of this quiet, like, we have to erase your memory. People see aliens and we flash you. Yeah. And we bought that because they kept the entire movie contained, contained. to the city of New York. Yep, you're on the same And it path. was pretty easy to buy that, like, hey, there was an alien at a bodega, three witnesses, we flashed thing to him and we were on our way. Correct. 
it lost me a bit. I said to you after MIB too. I was like, so what? The Statue of Liberty does it. The people on the subway aren't affected. Yeah. What if there's people in pla- like this is now Looney Tunes rules? Right. You just is anybody wearing sunglasses? Just like I remember the aliens. Like what a bad business strategy. Yeah. But it all like. <laughs> But it worked out, too, because you had that containment that then 3 got to have because it was in the 70s. Right. So the movie couldn't get bigger because they literally went back to where the technology wasn't was not good. Able to now in Men Are Black International, when they're just taking off around Paris... I'm like the rules are gone. Yeah, the, they, they take a. Oh, the French are very blasé they take, about aliens. I, I, yeah, well, I, say, I say, I say, that's <laughs> my big New issue. York of, is they're like, yeah, New Yorkers have seen like everything. We have we're, we're, we're we've seen all the time. That's why these these bad disguises they play and they're okay. And I think that was one of my issues. Point. Like as Even I think the about train it today, under the water, Terrence. Yeah, you see it. From the Correct. sky. I, I think <laughs> like, yeah. my thing is when I was walking out, I was today I was thinking, I was like, well, the reason why Men in Black work is because they worked in secrecy. Everything was kind of hidden. So if they did stuff, they were doing it in the background. In this movie, there's an alien in a dance club and everybody's like, cool. She gets that's in the fine. back of that bike and just shoots off yeah. that fucking memory eraser the, the, like the it's sense, in a Grand Theft Auto. Like game. it's a gun almost. Yeah. Too. yeah. It's like, the sense it's like of hiding is no in longer the there. So it also it's like, well, like are you not affected if it kind of blends with yeah. the sun? I don't what know. What if you're far away? It, you know. Her whole thing was, you guys forgot to get me. You'd think she'd be better. Let's talk. Let's get into this now. This uh, Most of my thing today, because this movie doesn't need to exist. There's no thematic reason to do it. I want to get into like how this first movie worked and the missteps in this one. The difference yeah. in storytelling I can, and character. I can tell you right off the bat, my biggest thing, what worked for me in that first one, was taking the first 25 minutes and establishing James, Jay. This is, like, yeah. When we do the whole... Him trying to break, like doing his cop run and seeing who he is as a person, and then going through the, the process of like getting hired and showing the the, the, the just the showing. one shot of him shooting the alien and shooting the alien girl and, and that description. We shot. We were shown that. Where in this film, we we're just told. get a telling of she filled this percentage out. She's this percentage. She's this smart. And then all of a sudden, she's in the field. I was like, well, then I don't know who two she is as a person. She's been in classes at MIB for two weeks, and she's good enough to go she in the field and be a probation. Speak alien right. languages and knows way more than Chris Hemsworth character. Who's I'm, out of touch. I never like to use the term Mary Sue because I think it's bad. Like, this is fucking like Mary Sue 100%. And you said the exact same thing. You said the magic words show and tell. The right. first men in black were introduced to Jay. He's chasing down an alien on the block. A he's, cephalopod on foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's doing it like just a cop right. catching somebody. Yeah. He sees what he sees and he kind of moves on. He sort of is like, it's weird, but I'll leave. Right. And when Kay brings him in, there's an aptitude test. Everyone's taking the things. He's the only one not taking it very seriously. We're yeah. here for the best of the best of the he's best. He's like, oh, sir. All right, Captain America or so, G.I. Yeah. Joe or whatever he calls yeah, him. Yeah, I think he just laughs. He's like, you got this guy over yeah. here, the best of the best of the yeah. best of the best. Like, what are we fucking doing? And then they're all struggling to ride on and the And he takes, he uses his brain. And they use like, it yeah. for both comedic effect, yeah. but it also tells you a lot about of that who character. who he is. He yeah. can think. He can figure it out. He can look around and use his surroundings. We see it again in the in shooting. The what I love. Yeah. And his what reasoning for why he's like, well, <laughs> she, he's got a cold. He's up to some shit. Today. Right. Those, I mean, those, those I he's, he's gnarling, but he's got a cold. He's, he's, just, he's just sick. And I would un- like somebody bust me in the ass if I got a cold. <laughs> and again, unlike in movies today or even movies in the mid-thousands, there's never a scene that's like, well, that was the test. Yeah. 
you passed. That there is he just does it. For all we know, Zed's like that dude failed. He should have shot all those aliens. Right. But they just kind of let it be like he did. Right. look at how he works. We have one final thing and I right exam. Yeah. And it's even like and, even the neuralizing in that movie, like it's like all purposeful and like it, yeah. it get to a point where it's comedic, but it's not the whole plot. Right. Like yeah. it's not like everything hinges on Correct. Right. Everything. But even like, and then that scene, he doubts Kay, he doubts the aliens, yeah. he doesn't care, he doesn't want in, and yeah. Kay has to sit him down and give him the best monologue. There's in some the heart to heart speeches in that movie. Yeah. And that, that one where he sits him down on the bench is like t- 10 minutes ago, you and thought it was like that whole thing's like 10 minutes ago, you thought you were the only person in the world after he says all this other stuff. Imagine like, what you'll know, know tomorrow. tomorrow. And I was like, oh, Jesus, this and was they, a well done. They film. do that a lot. There's yeah. always a disease or a bomb or this. Correct. We only get by because well, they don't know it. And even Kay's character, you meet the, the wife that he had to leave yeah. behind. You get a sense of the sacrifice of being in the men in black. And then when you get to international, the montage for M, for Tessa Thompson's character, is on sticks. It's a medium close-up, and it's just her, oh, man, you pass all the best tests. You can be in the FBI. Well, I checked the box that there is no box for. And then we just, like, wipe cut like it's the old Star Wars movies. And then we do— And do it again. We do do the same thing with the CIA. And we have O just reading a screen of her aptitude scores, and we don't get to see any of what she had to go through to get to that point. And this movie is twice the length of the first So you have the fucking time to do this. You could have shown me who this character is, because then also the thing— alien zinger. We gotta keep. You can remove that Even entire Chris Hemsworth intro scene in the bar, like in the, the when he's doing it with the aliens and have sex with a random alien. None of that's necessary. Because yes. then, even what you tell me about her. Her deductive reasoning, her logic, her ability to like solve mysteries. She doesn't do anything with it. There's never no. really like a like a I don't know psych moment. If you ever watched that show where she looks around the room and, and like gets the five things right. and is like so I've got Holmes. it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You never really, which is how they almost set her up. They almost set her up to be like. The things that she can deduce. No, and she's more lucky than anything I was gonna, else. She has yeah, some. She because like, of what she does as a child, just happens to be lucky enough that gets her out of a situation when she's an adult. I'm like, oh great! Now this world is so big, but it's so small at the same time. You can't nothing. play them both. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very lazy storytelling, and well, just and and to that point, you you brought it up earlier too. It's lazy storytelling, but it's like, well, now we've got to do more. You know, we just have to be doing more. So there was the first migration. Oh, and they were all dressed up like old immigrants coming into Ellis Island. It's like, listen, yeah. did you not watch the first film? Yeah. Because as my understanding is that Kay and a bunch of other people in a field office accidentally came across the first alien. That's when he threw the flowers up to the top. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the World's yeah. Fair. Yeah. Why else would we do it in Queens? Right. It's the whole third act of the first film to negate all of that and try to shoehorn in more stuff it's like it's like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom yep. well it wasn't just Hammond it was Hammond it was and some Lockhorn other boys they were all Hammond. here yeah, yeah yeah some other fucking yeah. guy one of this the, is his story it's like what? what yeah it's one of the laziest tropes to be like let's go back to the beginning but did you know that and add some more Thomas shit. Wayne gave up an orphan for adoption yes exactly before Bruce was born it's yeah like, don't change the story yeah. the story of the rules you start changing that and it's like now your piece of shit movie is like affecting the other good movies in this franchise. It's now a a virus on the franchise. So with a hundred million dollars projected loss, like this isn't going to happen again, I don't think. I said this about Terminator Genesis and and James Cameron reared his ugly head, but I really think for this one, unless... 
Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are like, no, we've got to do this right, which I don't know why they'd be doing that. I don't know either. It really sucks because, like I said, one and three are really good. There's so much heart and story in three. When that's the case, you can watch two as a holdover. Yes. It's not all that bad. Now, this is a bad movie. They've changed the genre, the game. Two works in the premise of being in a trilogy. But yes, two by itself. The bullshit bridge movie. Correct. But three has a lot of heart because you just get the whole story with with Kay and how why he basically knew the whole time. He was like, I wanted this guy. I was aware of this guy. And let me just jump in and say that that is like a great example of doing of like doing that, it the correct that way. That didn't fuck with his history. It, no. That added on to something and it was like a really established thing right. in a way. And because it, even the way he recruited him and has that weird dinner with him in one where he then wait. neuralizes him because yeah. he's laughing at him and he's like, all right, well, I'll see you here tomorrow. He never ever does that again. No. We never know that yeah. side about him. We think it's just like a, a pent up side. But it, for me, I think it's just like a screenwriter watching one on the three set and being like, 100%. look, let's go back to this and, and explain it a little bit more. By saying that aliens came in the first migration with an Irish-sounding, eight-like-eyed creature, oh, me ma came over. No. Yeah. No, that is completely different. Than and then it. they don't even use that in the story. Like, Liam Neeson has a throwaway line about the hive. It's like, well, when we came in the first migration. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm like, what? This is, it, it got into its own problems, and it's just like the concept was fine. And then no one bothered to check the script. And then they got into it. And yeah. Like, we just have to keep going. I feel like this is a movie that had like a director going one way, writers going another way, and the producers going one way. And then when they were like, let's go come together, no one could make a decision. Well, Apparently there were fights on set with this movie. Um, and you can kind of tell were. because this movie just kind of meanders. The last time I was here, we were talking about Hellboy. Now I'm back with another one of these like. Everyone's getting well, into now, a fight. Well, now hold on. This isn't <laughs> as bad as Hellboy. No. What? I would say, like, I, I could don't sit through this again. Flip, well, yeah. I would sit through Men in Black International again to never have to watch Hellboy again. Oh, yeah, that's life. what oh, I mean. Yeah. fair trend. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's I what said I it's mean. not as bad as oh, Hellboy. No. Okay, that's just hurt you. Well, right. let's slow down now. But it's like, that's the thing. That is the worst movie of the I also, day. <laughs> I also want to add, you know, us being on the podcast and everything, I know that right now there's like a counter going with all of the negative reviews. The negative review reviews for this have gotten terrible. It's like a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that sounds it's right. It's not even that. It's like it's all neuralizer jokes. There are yeah. over 70 reported reviews that have a I want to erase just, this brain for my memory. Me. Yeah. It's like you're all terrible. You're, you're as bad, bad as the writers. Yes. Yeah. You're as bad as the writers this in this. This was sick cycle. Like I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on. Yeah. It's it's fine to have a similar opinion but like you know, I don't know. Like, let's not leave. I feel like we're pulling up jokes from 2004s. So like yeah. Well, to be fair, reviews. so is this movie. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But I think that there should be, you know, a little bit more. Like, there, there clearly were efforts made to be different. And yeah, I, I, I honestly think they were trying to go for a different genre. And, I, and there have been times where a, a franchise has switched genres midway, and it's worked. Fast and the Furious is probably the most recent one that has actually did, yeah. Happy worked. Death Day. Aliens, Happy Death what Day. Did you say? Happy, Happy Death, Death Day, Day. Aliens. Yeah, like, was... it can happen and work. I just think if you do it, you got to go all the way the fuck into it. It needs to be like Mission Impossible well, more than that. I think that. The, the two other big problems with this movie that do go against what the first one is is exactly kind of what Zane said of its, its rules. It breaks them all from the franchise. But not only that it kind of breaks its own rules and by that I mean you don't get a sense of who any of the antagonists are they try to build this mystery this mole in men in black but there's never a sense of the risk of that correct why would it matter if it was C why would it matter if it was H why would it matter if it was Liam Neeson and then you have these two aliens that I do like these almost horror based scary aliens that later are like, we need the weapon to fight the hive. And you're like, well, then 
Why didn't you just sit down with Men in Black to be like, hey, man, we all want to fight the Hive. Yeah. Did you know that the Hive was in Men in Black? Right. Did you know this? What does the Hive even want? You don't get a sense of anyone's motives or backstory or history or, or stakes. So this whole, like, who done it? Is like whatever. Yeah. Even even with it being telegraphed, I think I, see, I think that's the biggest your, issue with it. The bigger issue I think is that it doesn't matter. Correct. You yeah. can telegraph your twist to me, but then be like, "Here's some dope reason." Correct. The hive is actually just doing this to get resources, right. and these two shadow aliens have like the last water, and they've been fighting the hive, and if they get that weapon, they can defend it, and we have a deal because our environment's breaking. That if their water makes it, we can get some of that clean water. Liam and infiltrated men in black to prevent that from happening so the hive could get it. There's a better movie. I think if you're going to, if it's going to be telegraphed like it is and like you, you, I thought the first five minutes you know where this movie is going. Once it's telegraphed, you're right. At that point, then you need to make a smarter and, and tighter script to kind of like, all right, you, we know what it is, yeah. but let's have fun but getting there. Why? And let's tell you the why of why we the get why. there. Yeah. And, and then even like their world building, which I feel like we already kind of touched on, one, just boring direction. Very boring. You shouldn't be able to safe shoot. beyond safe, yeah. We shouldn't even be able to. I don't even just mean like the choices. I mean the literal the like way it's shot. art direction, the yeah. shots. We saw John Wick earlier this year and we're like, wow, the desert stuff looks Oops. so dope. Yeah. You went back to the desert and I was like, oh, cool. Oh. You like Google imaged sand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you was Burbank and you can tell that was Burbank. Correct. Yeah, you it, shouldn't yeah. be able to make these giant world leaping pl- Paris. How the did you make Paris a boring looking city? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Everything in this is very boring. Do you know how many boring. angles you have at your disposal with a camera and yeah. digital green screens? <laughs> yes. Like make it look interesting. The art direction for these aliens. We're beyond yeah, they were them so even, bad. I'm so now, glad you brought that up. They're now just anthropomorphic Bojack Horseman characters. Yeah. These the one, weird the birds, prince, weird people. Yeah, he was just like he was just like a, a weird blob, like a, like almost like hippopotamus like blob in a Sean John sweatsuit. The one that bothered That's me the most was. was the uh, gentleman with the beard, because once his beard came off, I was like, well, then why does he just look like a like I freak? I'm just the human. Yeah, I'm I just know. a human with a weird like now this just looks weird. Now and I don't know just, what this and is. And then he's there and is like yeah, it's gonna give me a fat yeah. price, and then he's gone. I was like, this yeah. I also, I also say that the aliens in both one and three and two, to an extent, they were just better fleshed out and felt more realized than what we got here. This was kind of just like, oh, we have money for aliens, like, so let's the throw them in. Well, the first up one this felt disingenuous. Yeah, really? when they came through out the bus, I was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> right, I was I like, oh, Jesus. And yeah, and I think all the tricks they used to make the world seem bigger just were ineffective. This train, yeah. This uh, underwater laser you can see from the sky that should yeah. just the secrets out, right? Maybe and maybe that's where this movie franchise needs to go. Maybe this should have been like the secrets out. I also don't like. Now we're just helping you guys. The way that this, I do like that they didn't make the two leads fall in love. However, they flirted with it. They flirted with it. It bothered me at the end because at the end they're like, "You're going to be the head of this, and you're going to go back home to New York." Cool. And then the very next scene, they're like, well, let's have a driving off scene. So you didn't, you even said, we're going to separate these two. But in the same movie, you're like, well, we can't end with you guys being separated. So let's put you together as we end this movie. Like, what, what are you doing? You just said that they're no longer together. So why in the very next scene, you're like, well, we're going to end this with you guys being together because we don't want to make the audience uncomfortable. Pick a fucking lane. <laughs> you- yeah. So then to the credence of our show. Yeah. Why are we do? Is there any reason to do a Men in Black story today? This, this is interesting because I feel like 
Was Sony. there any real reason to make one in 1997? Yes. Yes. I feel like Sony. Oh, that movie changed my it life. Did. As a Men in Black was, was one of the. Cool. Fa- yeah, Men in Black was great. And soundtrack wise, everything just came together for that. I feel like Sony, and this happens with both because they own both franchises, Sony was of the belief, or is of the belief, that Men in Black is as important to the zeitgeist as Ghostbusters is, or was to the zeitgeist. But people aren't dressing up today or remembering ghosts like Men in Black the, the I mean, way they to were be Ghostbusters. Fair, just him as Men in Black is like let's go to just wear a suit. Prom. But no one's doing that. Like no one is actively saying, "Oh man, I, I watch Men in Black every now and then." Or I put a pop on the animated series where you talk about the real Ghostbusters cartoon and you talk about Ghostbusters. That brings up an invocation. Just even I just said it. Zane just started smiling. Like it, it's <laughs> legit, it's two well, different. Men, Men in Black animated series is amazing. Men in Black animated art cartoon is great. It's very, but they just like don't dark. they don't hang in the zeitgeist is the, the yeah. same as both so i i feel like sony was well, part of that is even that when men in black came out it was like it's ghostbusters with aliens with aliens yeah yeah and so if we're that going to go to one we're going to go yeah. to the original and i just think that if it doesn't have will and timely jones people were like well then i don't i don't care enough about that franchise and i those are the two characters that i cared about so if you take both of them off the board then i don't really want to be they were, here they were still using will's hand in some of the promotional <laughs> Like Tessa has a much more feminine hand that than that guy's. Manly, different color <laughs> hand, and it's on every poster everywhere. It's even on your if you have an A list or if you use A list, it's on there. Take out your A list AMC app yeah. and uh, just look up Men in Black International. That's the poster, and that's clearly a different black man holding <laughs> a neuralizer, and that's just the image we decided to go with. Yeah. If that ends up being Tessa Thompson's hand, I'm sorry, Tessa. I am sorry. You're still beautiful. I was not aware you are, and you are a unique person, but. It's like, you know, it just shouldn't, it doesn't make sense also with just the foreground and everything. It's like we have all these interesting, exciting aliens yeah. and it's international. It's around the world. And it's just these the two blend characters. The two. Yeah. They, were, they were definitely going off of the hype of the two of them together more so than the hype of the, the they franchise. They should have just yeah. done the big MIB and yeah. then put the international under it all black with white. And then just trick people. Because that's how I feel all these Sony movies are. We're just tricking you. That's what it feels just like. Just come on back and we're going to trick you. We're going to have some fun. No, you're not. Yeah. You're going well, to get some harsh, harsh nostalgia. It's not tricking people very well. It's true. We it, are sitting at, yeah. what, a 23 million? Uh, it made 28.5. Amazing, because like... Two months ago, projections were around forty-five. Yeah, and then it dropped to around thirty last week. Every other, Men in Black movie has opened to fifty million or yeah. higher. And I think you can. Sm- I mean, I've just been saying this for years that audiences are getting smarter. But kind of to the chagrin of this show, if you're going to hit my nostalgia for no real reason, there's been plenty of episodes where we're like, "Well, why wouldn't you bring this back and mm-hmm. tell it today? It's relevant. There's a yeah. social reason. The kids need." There is. N- I can't think of one thematic reason or like zeitgeist cultural reason for this movie to exist. I think you can I can't even be like, well, there's more diversity. I, I think like, you could I, tweak Men in Black. This is the only way that I could see you could tweak Men in Black. If you did a series or you did a, a movie. <laughs> no. But the one thing that Men in Black has always done in the opposite of like something like Star Trek is that they've all been humans on the Men in Black franchise. Yeah. If you started integrating that, may, oh, maybe some of the men in black are actually aliens, and you're like, what would that, if you were the first alien yeah, that got a job on men in black, that, that would be an interesting would concept. would be a good way of doing yeah. it. Because I, yeah. Yeah. I can tell you exactly how this happened. I've actually been following this one for a while, um, because as you may know, originally this was... Whose hand is that? <laughs> <laughs> Immediately my first reaction to the first material. Yeah. No, no, no. 
uh, when uh, the end of 22 Jump Street and the rumors of a 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover yeah. were fun. in talks. Yeah. Those talks went on way Forever. longer than anyone thinks about. Oh, yeah. Because they were actively trying to do it. And up until recently, they, they we found out uh, through just kind of some people who were involved that ultimately there are two different types of genre. One's a straight comedy and one isn't a comedy. sci-fi, yeah. And so it was a thing of just like, well, we're not actively developing a Men in Black franchise anymore. Like, we're not doing anything for that. We'll still probably do 21 Jump Street items and stuff in the future, but, like, we're not right now. Right. And I think they were at a bridging point where they were looking at Men in Black and they were looking at, you know, having just worked with Chris Hemsworth in the past mm-hmm. year and, and having, you know, a relationship with him and kind of being like, you know, they're hot off of Ragnarok. Right. Even non-Marvel fans are loving them yeah. and Ragnarok. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino's come out we like, gotta, that's my shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We got to put them in something. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you have this, which is clearly like, there was nothing planned. No. They got this writer. This is definitely. shit on the writer because it's like, I get it. Yep. You were probably this given an assignment in two months. Which is 100% a thing that was given to uh, put a script and a director together. No, and like, this is a go shoot that now. Driven. Yep, go yeah, shoot that absolutely. now. Absolutely. Not even producer driven. This is an executive marketing yep. driven based. 100%. On paper, this still isn't a great movie, but it's not certainly as bad as the one that no. made it up on screen. Correct. I, I think that, you know, it should have just been. Saw it early on that like Kumel was not working. You know what it is, and that money just could have went elsewhere. You know That's the other. Kind you know of the, the other issue is driven movies. Sony's gotten away with this before. Not this time. But Venom was a very bad film that they You're made right. people fall in love with and, and like they, it made that so was much money. Rush job to get right. the shit done, and that's and they got away with it once, and they're like, well, maybe. But this is this I is more like again. Wild Wild West. If anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, this is a, this, this is the 100%. same. I don't think this is a cut and run as Sony as Venom because even I hate that movie. Yeah. But there are people who unironically are like, it's pretty good. Wow, wow. what a good yeah. Venom yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that crowd exists for this. No, I, I have had some people who come out and say that they, they do like this movie. I did walk out, I will say, um, the climactic fight was good enough that I walked out. It was like, okay, it's not a 27%. It's one of the better like, that was a good finale fight, fight scenes that they had. The it reminded me a little bit of a, like a Van Helsing type or the Mummy type of finale. Ah, what two excellent films to compare it to. Yep, Van and I don't, Helsing and, and 2017 I say that Mummy. in saying I'm like <laughs> neither of them. So like for me to say that is, is not this good, one, but that's what this, they This they, one they for me to. feels like the Mummy and uh, Emperor's Tomb, the third one they did where they go to China. Is that the one where they switch? They go to it's China. Not it's, it's not like, Rachel yeah, Weiss. I mean, it's they not. They go a, to yeah. the terracotta. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's because it's just like it's the same thing, and it's like no, it's not. Yeah, it's very different, and that's kind of eating in my disappointment in all of this. Yeah, because I'm not asking you like I think, and maybe maybe that's why they did it. Three did such a great job of kind of building back on what Agent K was, and we loved it. They're like, well, let's do some more of that, but we'll do it with the MIB, and it's yeah. just like again, well, they, I've said this like two or three times on the show. It's what I'll keep hanging on. Nobody Whose hand is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Nobody watched those first three movies. Everyone that went this weekend had seen at least one of them and liked it. And, like, you just do, took a, some, disver- took you some do a disservice nuggets. to those people by not even giving them something that was put together in the same sort of way. And I can feel, and I feel like just overall of the box office period that happened for both the major releases this year for for, for this week. Because Men in Black, well, Men in Black and Shaft, Shaft this week both oh have gone. Well, they took... 
tidbits of what worked in those two films and like, cool, let's go ahead and do our own thing. And I shit all over that movie. If you go to our YouTube channel, that movie's not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Chef, it's a problem. I that's fine. Plan to see it, but yeah, I mean, it's like there's just so much of that. Dark yeah, Phoenix both is of those films do the worst thing. in the franchise. People are saying they really disliked this new Godzilla and that yeah. it was it was not as good as the last one. I disagree with it's that. So but, good. Yeah, you know, it's. Well, here what are we doing? Week. We're just right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're getting into this circle of, you know, like well, these sequels that we love. We used to love doing the sequels. Now they're just getting terrible. Yeah. You guys will be in business forever. I mean, you'll <laughs> yes. always be making shows. Well, right. the, the, my last thing I'll say, and then we'll go, the last big difference between this movie and Men in Black 1, and storytelling then and storytelling now, that was a movie that put its character first. Yep. And it designed a movie around a character. This is a movie... And this is also where the Marvel movies do it both ways and why they're effective. This movie put its world first. Set pieces and stuff first. We're yeah. going to make this world. It's international now. It's huge. So your characters are all the comic relief. They're all just kind of there trying to have this energy because you didn't have any clear arcs for anybody, mm-hmm. any clear motivations for anybody. You just wanted us to be like, did you know the men in black are everywhere? And sometimes we'll throw in some jokes because there's women here now too. The women and men in black. Yeah. Get it? Perfectly done. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, Kumail's character needed to. And I like Kumail. He, they could have just taken him out. Right. Like, I get it. There are moments where she's talking to someone, and that's a little weird, but it's like, look, look we the movie's clearly weren't doing long. other effects and stunts early on, which is why it was so slow, because we had to animate this little Thanks. smurf yeah. in her pocket. Yeah. Yeah. It's clear they were trying to make this like a Mission Impossible, uh, where, and instead of having like a Christopher McQuarrie type of director, you get F. Gary Gray, but who's the, not quite capable of doing right. this. And, but that's where the formula kind of screwed him in the end. Yeah. Because they were they didn't take into a fact that it's like we did some things practical, so we could just have a stuffed dog it, there and shoot from the back. Exactly. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Right. You know, like that's that's you get into this like they weren't these producers that were doing this shit now. They were There's like, like just throw money. Yeah, just throw money and when put they, CGI in it. When the first one came out, and like, like, God, what an experience. Let's recreate that. And they don't realize they're just shitting all over it. Yeah. And that's how I felt. I walked out not mad or I wasn't angry, angry at this movie. I just like, was, eh, I you was are. like, I'm Blake disappointed. Yeah. I just feel like this the studio pissed on the rug again. God damn it. Yeah. You're now an outside studio, which means maybe on Redbox and airplanes, and that's it. Yeah. You're not a good in-house studio like Warner Brothers, but they're even getting shaky, too. Yeah. I've been shaky for a while. (laughs) But that's, yeah, it's just an unnecessary movie. And that's our show, guys. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Hollywood Already Did It. And we'll see you next time. Later. Bye. Bye.